I should have prepared something for for start. I know that I've that I've started episodes before and saying, "Oh, I should have prepared," but I feel like when you take <laughs> when you take a semi impromptu two week uh, period one more yeah. planned than the other really what what i should do is i should come to this and be like hey everybody we're back confetti poppers like summer breaks over Woo. or or hey everybody boy oh boy <laughs> did, did something funny happen um but 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 the the real the real sad answer is that i think my life is in shambles how are you uh, I'm good. I'm good. It's been uh, a lot has happened in the last uh, two weeks. So we didn't do the first episode because I was visiting my mom because I had already planned a trip uh, to go see her basically before the original dates of TI. So I went to go see her uh, and my grandma who just had a pacemaker put in. So specifically how, how to she? see she those okay? two. Is she doing well? Yeah, she's good. She's oh, good. Awesome. She's uh, up and about working. And they, uh, so I w- didn't really have the setup to do the podcast. And then the this last week, we didn't do it because you got swamped with work because of a, because a, <laughs> worlds ended up going from being in China to uh, to Europe. God, I I, I want to hear about your trip with your mom, but but let, let let me complain for a second because if there's one thing that I can do properly, yeah. it's 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 it's, it's complain. I think that it's actually one of the few skills that I have. Um. So so for people who don't follow League of Legends, which is probably I'm gonna bet the vast majority of people who are listening, and that's cool. I'm In a not, Dota podcast, yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm not here. I'm not here to like talk about League or Riot, like like all that. Like like don't don't worry. This this is just story time with with League of Legends the backdrop. Actually, people might like this because I'm gonna talk about how insufferable they are, which is the trait that, for better or for worse, I think is prevalent in in our community. So. Uh, I have to be really careful to make sure that I don't say anything that I have to edit later. Uh, just casual note to myself. Uh, okay. Riot has planned to do Worlds, which is their TI, uh, yes. in Shanghai again this year. Because last year they did do Worlds during the pandemic. Uh, well, I mean, it's still a pandemic, but they, they did Worlds during like peak Corona time. And they uh-huh. felt that they were shortchanging the Chinese audience, and they were going to go back for Worlds for like a proper event next year. And they have been planning, and they've been planning, and everybody across the league, everybody knows, hey, Worlds, Shenzhen, we got this, right? Smash cut to last week. Maybe you follow some esports news accounts. Maybe you were on Kotaku or Twitter or something and you 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 catch this this headline that breaking Riot changes worlds from China to Europe. Mm-hmm. And while that is an interesting story even in and of itself, what that does for me is make my life miserable because there were so many plans for for team travel. Team Liquid qualified for Worlds. Team Liquid yesterday came in second in, in the LCS finals. They lost 0-3 in a very embarrassing fashion to 100 Thieves, who 100 Thieves is the fir- is now the first team in like forever to be a new organization to win an LCS title. Because do you, do you know in 18 splits, in 18 seasons of LCS, there's only been four organizations who've won? Isn't that wild? 
I did vaguely know. I knew it was a small number. I, I knew that it was very dominated by a few teams, basically. So, so I am both very excited that 100 Thieves won in the sense that, like, you know, there, there's, there's new blood. But also, I'm very upset that they won because I have a lot of friends who are, like, very gloaty. Like... I'm I I hope Jacob had a great time with his champagne whatever the fuck he was doing but like fuck those people. They they qualified for their Valorant Berlin thing and then they also qualified for Worlds. I know Jacob was having a great week. I know that he was having a great week. I hope that he isn't ODing on whatever drugs going around that office. Um the that's that's speculation. Honestly, that's that's a joke. I want to explicitly say that's a joke. I have no knowledge about drugs in their office. Goddamn. Um, <laughs> Joey's not trying to get it by hired by 100 Thieves anytime it's, soon. It's a stereotype. I already turned them down. It's fine. Uh, it's a stereotype. Um, uh, I don't think it would be a culture fit. Um, also, I hear people there are unhappy. What am I doing? Um, <laughs> what, what, what I'm trying to say Burning is- bridges very actively. <laughs> Uh, no, again, this is a comedy podcast. If anyone wants to have a serious conversation with me about this, like, um, it's just a I'm joke, bro. It's Relax. Just a, yeah, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. It's not a joke. Um, Hunter Thieves wins the split. We lose yesterday. Uh, everything is in continual amounts of disarray because, like, flights are changing. Plans for media is changing. Everything we wanted to do with the team before they left is changing. Our hype video, like, you know, big media pieces are changing. Everything is is shifting. And on top of stuff that is just, you know, worlds and, and team relevant... Uh, we were also fortunate enough to do a uh, a photography session for Riot with with a bunch of um, you know twenty twenty one apparel, and we because because it was all world stuff everything was um, everything was uh, Chinese themed. Mm. And and do you know do you know when the when the news about worlds changing location was uh, it, it was it was the day before before our photo shoot. <laughs> because people like people didn't like no one knew like this was good of a, this, you good yeah. good of them to give you the heads up <laughs> yeah so um i think that it's really cool that they're finding a fix to do worlds i think it's really mm-hmm. cool that 100 thieves and one is a new organization with new blood representing you know the lcs i think that's like really important for a healthy league um i am just baffled at the reality of the situation and how much chaos it has caused in my life from a work standpoint i I, i'm on like day number 10 in a row of of, a pretty intense like getting stuff done uh and and i'm i'm like really close to out of midnight oil like there there's gonna be like a like a like a desert or a mountain or some kind of a secluded cabin in my immediate future um because because i've i have just not been in a great spot i've i've been working too much i normally work more like too much but i have been doing too much and i think for the first time realizing it and being negatively impacted by it over the last like nine days and yeah every time Ryan's i talk fault. to you it's like i just got back from the office and it's like 11 midnight something like that i'm just like oh geez long day again we're filming we're filming all week this week um we're doing a photo shoot with like an award-winning Singaporean photographer who like is, is like a mm. is like a cover shooter for Vogue, uh, which I'm really excited oh. about. But like, 
I've had to plan all that in like three days. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not really looking for sympathy as much as I am just trying to uh, fully let people into the near manic state of, of my life at this point. Uh, it, it has been crazy. And, and you know what the sick thing is? Um, I kind of like it. I kind of, it makes me feel alive. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it does, it, like, you're in the, I will say something about that state of, of work is that you do feel very, um, necessary, you know? You are an integral part of everything that's going on. And that part feels nice. Mm-hmm. But it's also a pain in the ass to work that much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think that it kind of comes with the job territory. But I, I think that I think that oftentimes like it, it gets leveled up to where, you know, you're you're at like a nine out of ten. Sometimes you hit a ten out of ten. But but right now we've been at a sustained nine or ten for about two weeks. So so it's it's the length of time that you spend outputting that much uh like emotional bandwidth and personal time. Cause like cause, you know, wh- while I'm satisfied with some exceptions. I'm not happy that we missed the podcast last week. I'm not happy that uh, I told you noon and we started recording at one because I still had to take another phone call. I'm not happy yeah. that my uh, I, I I started like exercising pretty heavily and steadily, and then that totally went out the door this last week. And I also yeah. ate I ate half of a chocolate pie yesterday. Um, which which is a real like like that that ruins stress eating so baby it always gets you everyone's so much progress but like um uh, overall oh. overall like I'm I'm kind of content and I know that when we get out on the other side of it like I'm going to going to be gleaming when is that how much how much farther down the tunnel do you need to go to get to to see the bright light I think the end of this week everything is going to be a lot better because the team is leaving on the thirteenth. Uh, and we're going to be done with a lot of our responsibilities with them soon. And then the stuff that we're doing, which is still major productions, like I'm filming a Jersey Mike's commercial, we're making some Honda commercial, like mm-hmm. we're, we're doing a lot of stuff, but it's going to be like properly spaced out to where we can focus on like a per project basis and kind of return to normalcy. It's when there's just so much stuff going on at the same time and then and then riots like, ha, surprise, uh, where, where, where things get where things get wacky. So um, I think that's a really long-winded 10-minute way of me saying that i've that i've been better um but i've been having a lot of fun but i've been better except for my diet which has been also better because it was it was bad recently um um, events ruined me events ruined me it's a combination of of uh stress and uh snacking and and things that just all come together that just it's my diet is never good at events. It's always terrible. What about like when you go home to go see mom? Like, like, do you eat well with mom because they're still oh, home yeah. cooking or like? No, my mom made uh, like chop- chocolate chip cookies like every day <laughs> while we were there. She just like made a batch and then just would like put it in the freezer and then batch like a, a bake a fresh batch every morning i think she made brownies as well we had a get together with uh, my extended family and my aunts uncles and uh and cousins and 
and all that so that was a that was a big meal so no that was, that was also quite bad for me and we were supposed to go uh hiking a lot more uh but that didn't end up happening mostly because it got it got cold in washington it was supposed to be like 90 100 degrees there while i was there and then uh combination of the fire as well as just a uh, weather change ended up just getting rather rather yeah. chilly out how, how do the fires work out when you're because I, for anybody who doesn't know uh which is probably anybody who doesn't live in the in the northwest of america like uh we have like a fire that's like close to a million billion acres burned over the course of a month uh yeah. which is like yeah. one of the largest fires just ever that we've had um did you like fly through that were you like dealing with smoke the whole time or was it like were you were you passed? uh no where um where my mom is um uh, didn't have to deal with much smoke there was a, a you could tell there was like a general cloudiness um that was part of the reason the temperature went down was sun being blocked out but um no didn't really have to deal with smoke or anything like that a whole lot and i did not notice flying um anything but you know i usually tune out when i'm flying i'm just trying to get through that that period of time as quick as possible well i'm stoked that you got to go see mom and grandma and have a break that sounds that sounds nice i i need to start planning my own um i'm getting yeah it was a poorly timed uh break of course because then the patch drops like while i'm there without a pc and stuff so i was like well that's unfortunate but you know well, I still have the patch notes to be able to read over. <laughs> well, that 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 could be kind of liberating, right? Because you know that like you're gonna really get to settle into like the B patch. You're you're not gonna get to play with the fun broken hero for a couple games, but you're gonna settle in like once things. That is true. The Valve Valve did a uh, rather poor job this time around of of catching all of the game breaking bugs. Uh, for this initial patch, I saw plenty of uh, posts on Reddit about that whole thing. So yes, I did manage to dodge any of my games being ruined by something like that. Yeah, I. Um, this might not be surprising, given the the you know the diatribe I just went on, but but I haven't played any Dota mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. watched any ESL, yeah. but I have read the patch notes. So I mean that's but something. Right? What what was something that stood out of the patch that you were like, oh, that's good or bad? More neutral items. Yes, more fun neutral items. More neutral, not just fun neutral items, but like quantity. Yeah, I think my favorite is probably uh, Tumblr's toy. It's like just a poor man's force staff that has a, a blink dagger esque uh, disabled to it. So if you get by damage, it's disabled for three seconds, like Blink Dagger, and it, and it just makes this cute little boing noise when you uh, when you activate it. It's uh, it's perfect for playing Toy Pudge with. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm enjoying that because Pudge has actually been made better in the meta. I thought this patch was gonna suck for me because it's a Helmety Overlord patch. You know, I was like, ah, oh, great, it's gonna be all Lycans and Beastmasters, and that's boring i don't really like playing those heroes so i'm not gonna play off late in this patch and then esl1 happened and it turns out that it's not actually uh well it is a helm of the overlord patch that's definitely going to be a thing at ti um i'm anticipating a c patch but we'll we'll see uh zoom meta is definitely going to be a thing somewhere in ti it may not be the most dominant factor but it will be a factor will be a strategy involved but 
it's not going to be the super dominant strategy that it initially seemed like it was going to be. And uh, and instead, there are just a whole bunch of fun heroes being played in weird roles. Mid-Keeper of the Light, uh, Five Night Stalker, uh, Three-Position Vengeful Spirit, Undying as a three as well, uh, Five Pango, Four Pango, Three Pango, Two Pango, you know... <laughs> That hero is a little, a little too strong right now, but it's uh, all these fun heroes, man, are all being played. I'm back to playing offlane again because of that. I'm spamming uh, three venge, which I played like several patches ago, uh, and then they ended up nerfing it, and then they made it strong again. So I'm, I'm excited for this patch. I'm having fun. What's good about three venge, and can you explain to me why mid coddles a thing? Okay, so three venge. We'll start with three venge. Three venge. Okay, the thing about three venge. She has a dog shit laning face. Absolutely dog shit laning face. Mm -hmm. um, so she's not valuable enough to be able to put in a two or one position. Um, she doesn't scale well enough in that regard. But you also can't make her as a support because the crux of the strategy is all around her Aghanim Scepter. So it used to be that they gave her the ability where if you leveled up her passive, she would get a spirit when she dies. You can actually see us with that spirit and stuff. And then they made the Aghanim Scepter so the spirit would actually get to use spells. So that's when I was playing Three Venge. I was like, oh, this is a sick idea, right? As soon as you get an Aghanim Scepter, you're constantly playing Dota. Plus you you had like swap charges and stuff. It was, it was kind of crazy. It was really strong. And uh, they ended up nerfing that. And now it's back. This time around, uh, they gave the Venge swap damage reduction, 30, 40, 50 per level. So oh, wow. damage reduction for yourself and for the person you swap. So it used to be Venge's save was kind of shit. It was like like Pudge, honestly, is just a better version of Venge. You could just hook somebody out of danger rather than swapping yourself into danger, you know? But now you have a damage reduction. So now when you swap in, you don't instantly die. And you also actually do save that person. It has an effect on the person that you saved. If they have some sort of damage over time spell, like Doom or something like that, you can actually help them live, even if the, the swap is only a small space. And then the other minor buff was 50 damage when you swap an enemy. Basically, 50 damage isn't anything, but what it means is you can't blink away when you get offensively swapped. Sometimes that would happen. You play Venge, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you'd be like, I'm going to get the initiation on this guy, and you'd swap him, and he'd just instantly blink to to where you swapped him out of. And then you'd be like, well, that was shit. Now I'm just surrounded by the enemy, and I didn't even get anything out of it. I didn't even pull somebody out of position. So, that's, that. I, I, yeah, I've had, so, that's happened to me. I, I've been there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, Three Venge is, uh, is the, the hot shit right now. They, uh, LGD was running, and LGD has been an inspiration for a lot of different hero picks right now. Um, and one of them is Three Venge, as well as Three Undying. Faith Beyond's just, uh, playing all kinds of, of crazy shit. Feels a, a little bit, like, uh, reminiscent of Wings, so... If they're, good times. If Three Undying is a thing, that means that I could probably walk into the offlane and have a pretty competent day. Uh, cause that, 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 that's a pocket hero for me. Thing is, you could see this coming. I, I called this like four patches ago. I said, you know, I tried out Koran dying. I was like, it's not there yet, mm -hmm. but they're going to keep buffing it. And they're going to keep tweaking it. And eventually it's going to get to a point where it's powerful. And I think three undying is like close. It's real close. You can actually use decay to CS now, which is uh, a really big deal. So 
And then his ultimate is just incredibly powerful. If you ever hit somebody between the slow and the damage amp, it's mwah, super, super good. Uh, the other question you had, two Coddle, why does that work? Um, yeah, that, 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 that was sounds in, the weirdest thing that you said to me. So that was an unranked strategy that like I played with uh, AUI 2000 and like a group of people. And there was somebody who played that and Curtis also started playing it and I actually tried it at some point in time and it because of solar bind solar bind amplifies magic damage right mm -hmm. so you already have this incredibly strong nuke and illuminate so if you can actually hit somebody with solar bind and an illuminate does tons of damage you get the farm of a mid position you got yourself a dagon all of a sudden you're doing like a thousand plus magic damage easily right then they changed illuminate they changed it so now the damage scales, but the channeling time remains the same. The problem with Illuminate before is if you wanted more damage, you needed to be able to hold it for longer and longer and longer, right? Mm -hmm. As you leveled up, it would allow you to channel it longer. Now it's like, okay, we're going to cap it at three seconds and the damage is going to go up. So that makes mid even stronger, right? It's just like you're able to have a consistently uh, strong impact from Illuminate Rather than, you know, sometimes you'd have to just let it go after a second, and that would do hardly any damage. Now it does an okay amount of damage, because it's only three seconds as opposed to, like, five that it used to be. So you're able to land Illuminate, up. because you don't, because someone doesn't have three seconds to walk away from it. Yeah. Okay. Then on top of that, like, Aghanim Scepter is still good. The the little Ignis Fatuous, the the beam of light that, that pulls people in, that's still a strong team fight spell. Um, yeah, it just has really good farming potential. Connell feels good right now in general because of the way he's able to push out lanes and stuff. And yeah, it's uh, nine is uh, a bit of a mid savant in that regard. He is really good with really weird mid heroes. He's kind of always been that way, and uh, feels like this patch is kind of his patch, and maybe that's uh, a big reason why they were able to uh to win ESL one fall which feels a little bittersweet Joey I don't know about you but like a team proving that they're better than LGD Virtus Pro T1 Team Spirit Beast Coast Alliance like those guys are all going to TI and they proved that they could beat every single one of them and be the best of all of them and they're not going to be at TI that's rough I <sighs> I don't really know how to comment on that without sounding like weird or bitter or like reiterating some kind of other argument that I'm sure people are saying on Reddit, but yeah, like <laughs> this, this yeah. I, I, I think that this, this shines a light in addition to the TI delay of the problem of like what could have been potentially better with the DPC season and how qualifiers worked because, you know, Tundra was consistently almost good enough all year long. They like missed out. If yep. I remember correctly, they missed out on both majors by one spot. Like they came in fourth both times uh, for like major qualifications. Yeah. They placed uh fifth and sixth. So yeah. they were one spot away and two spots away. Yeah. Okay. So they, they almost placed for both majors and mm -hmm. then they almost they were like what they were a game away from qualifying from ti right didn't that go to five games yes. with yeah that went to five games yes so and they were up two zero yeah so uh 
they they're talented. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I okay, so I will say I will say I'm not sure how much this highlights a problem with the the I'm sure yes, there are ways to improve the DPC, but this specific instance think think about it this way. Wind and rain, remember them? Remember the the team that almost knocked out OG for TI8? You know, mm-hmm. like maybe that could have been a, a legit team at TI as well. Maybe they could have been legit if you gave them like a month uh, of time. Maybe they would beat OG. Um, I, I feel like this whole Tundra situation is more on the fact that we delayed TI. Therefore, we're having tournaments after the qualifiers, which we normally don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you know, like teams like it sucks, but they peaked at the, the wrong time. You know, like they they peaked towards the end of the season going to the qualifiers against OG and now at ESL one fall like that has been their peak as a team. But, you know, you still had four slots to be able to get into a major. It's um, the yes, the sad part is they never got to have a chance at playing at international competition. It's the same problem with like Undying. I was having this argument with somebody in, in Twitch chat the other day. They're like, Undying is going to be total trash. And I'm just like, how can you so confidently say that? Because they haven't had a chance to play up against international competition. Alliance, for example, they've had everybody's meaning on them because they haven't beat an international team this entire year. You know, they've just been playing <laughs> the, the DPC, winning that, and that's what gets them to DI, you know. But like Undying hasn't had a chance to be able to prove that. Like, I think- I, I'm not going to say Undying is going to be top eight, but like, I'm not going to confidently say they're going to be the first team out either. I think a stronger argument from Twitch chat there would be uh, saying, I would not be surprised if Undying performs poorly. But but to definitively say that it's going to happen feels a little bit daft. But I would consider myself in the camp of, I would, if, if Undying is one of the, the, makes it to the top half of TI, I will probably be, I will be surprised. Mm. Yeah, I think, um, I think that's somewhat fair. But at the same time, they're really close competition between those three teams in NA, right? And they just happen to get third both seasons. So they haven't got to play in an international land, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that, that is one thing that probably uh, is the, probably the biggest takeaway is Tundras and Undyings and stuff. Like when you're close but not quite there, you don't get the chance to be able to. You're basically being gatekept out of international competition. Um, but that's always the case, right? That's not specific for this DPC. There have been plenty of times. I know, like, Quincy Crew and, like, you know, like, there's plenty of, of people who complain to me about the fact that they just get gatekept out of by um, out of international uh, tournaments by EG, even before the DPC, right? It's like, well, if EG is in the NA qualifier, they, they just keep everybody else from being able to go to LAN, you know? And, like, so we don't get to experience no matter how close we come to beating EG. Yeah, and and I think that this isn't a new argument or like a new conundrum either. It's probably mm-hmm. a good thing that this happens because it really shows that there is more than sixteen sixteen worthy teams. Like you could mm-hmm. you could make an argument that they could add eight slots to TI, and it would probably continue to be thoroughly healthy competition. Uh, which is which is cool because that's not only good for storylines and drama. It, it shows that there is you know more people than just EG and Secret and LGD who are like you know people, even if yeah. those are your top contenders, right? So so super happy about that. But uh, like there's um you know you you can look at every TI and point to well 
I mean, and the argument's mostly the same because it's like, well, this European or Chinese team should be in instead of this North American or South Asian team. Every yeah, GI I has mean, one the, of those. Every, in fact, the one of the uh, the very first TIs that something like that happened was actually, unfortunately for snaking, one of his first team, Pot and Bottom, uh, got not invited to TI um, off of the word of a professional uh, player. I won't, I won't call them out, but it's a professional European player uh, w- was asked their opinion. And they said, uh, no, uh, I don't think that bottom, the bottom team should be invited. Uh, and they didn't end up going. And the thing is, is that bottom bottom, you know who what their scrim partner was? They were the backup team for a TI, right? So if any team didn't end up uh, making it because of visas or something like that, they would be the team that ends up going in. And so they were still scrimming and stuff. And and you know who their their scrim partner uh, was uh, at Navi? the time? I don't know. IG. Oh fuck! When they're <laughs> winning TI, and you know you know what was happening in those scrims? They were teaching IG how to play that patch. <laughs> so like you know that sort of thing happens all the time where like a team learns from another team and you know they grow and get better and the team who originally had the ideas doesn't necessarily play super well but it doesn't make you wonder right if they were at ti2 how well would they have placed and you know unfortunately for snaking uh he's gonna go through that repeat hypothetical uh in tundra now so well they did a great job showing a bunch of teams how to play this patch before (laughs) yeah yeah, they kind of did. I mean, they kicked some serious butt at ESL1. I mean, I, I thought for sure that it was going to be Virtus Pro uh, versus LGD Grand Finals. Um, but it ended up being Virtus Pro versus LGD lower bracket finals. And uh, Tundra just cruised through the upper bracket. And they uh, honestly, it was pretty, pretty dominant by them. Um, I know it did go to, to five games, but... Still, the the fact that they two owed VP, uh, and then three two. I think the last game was especially pretty good by by Tundra. Um, their wins, I felt like, were really solid. Is VP like, finally starting to really you know? Team. Is VP finally starting to understand the international competition eh, thing? It's, it's still an online competition, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to put too much weight on on Virtus Pro all of a sudden getting better for a LAN event uh, because this is still an online competition. For them specifically, uh, it's still a toss-up, I think, whether or not they will actually show up. Um, Because, you know, they they did well at ESL one summer. They got to grand finals. They, uh, I think they might have choked a little bit against uh, T1, but Mm -hmm. they did great at that competition too, you know? (laughs) They second, now third it seems like lands are a bit of a problem for them. I don't know why. I don't know anything uh, about that team besides what I've seen in interviews. So we'll just kind of just have to wait and see. I, I personally think if I had a team that I could bet on for winning TI the next like three years, I think Virtus Pro would be the team that I would bet on. Um, just for winning because... one of 11, 12, or 13. Like they're, they're going to grow yeah, into exactly. it and like get there. But like, yeah, maybe I, not time. For I think this boys. TI probably unlikely given their land performances so far. Uh, maybe they just flip a switch and all of a sudden they're going to kick some serious ass. But I kind of doubt it. I bet they'll place highly. But 
I, I would definitely be looking at them for next year, the year after that. I think they'll they'll grow into and be if they stay together. Uh, I mean, I GI think, contenders for sure. Yeah, if they stay together, I think CIS has a little bit of a moving people around often situation. So. Yeah, I, well, that is also another thing, right? Is that like I would bet on Virtus Pro because it seems to me like they're like these guys are a group of friends and they're all young. They're all part of the same generation of of new up and coming players. So I feel like they're more likely to stay together. Maybe they swap out their like five position or something, uh, and that's purely just solo because in they're. There. Ca- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow, Solo's gonna find a way. Uh, you know, like maybe something like that. But um, that's just because Save plays is the captain and is the four position. That's only why I singled out their their five, um, Ilias. So, you know, yeah, it's they're a good team, but we'll see. You know how you know that I was having a rough week is that I literally didn't even watch any of the Liquid games because not not only was yeah. I going to like have a. Uh, hard time just like watching it and then being like man we're not good at ti um like like i I just it it felt like not the best distraction to have the one time that i tuned into the stream i i opened the stream up and mickey was playing pudge and i went what the fuck is going on and then i watched for about 30 seconds then i went I can't handle this right now. <laughs> then I left. Yeah, they played the the Pudge Sniper uh, combo against LGD, who obviously are famously known for their carry Pudge mid sniper. Uh, they tried their own strategy against LGD, and LGD smashed the shit out of it with a carry Nine Stalker. So uh, that was the only series that Liquid lost. They lost um, individual games. They ended up tying with everybody else in their group, and then they ended up getting eliminated off of the new Stottel. Uh, score, which is so, my Empire. favorite new word, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> is that just like a thing that people know about that, like I've been ignorant to, like the new shot? No, that's that's been a thing for a bit. That's that's been a thing for a bit. It just doesn't come up very often, um, and and I feel like it usually isn't used for elimination. It's usually just used to determine like upper bracket or lower bracket or determine individual yeah, placings yeah. like fifth or sixth for seating and stuff like that. So I, um, it doesn't usually come up. It come up came up in this instance. That being said, looking back on it, you know, doesn't really feel too bad because uh, Team Empire, uh, Alliance, and Beast Coast were all in that group, Group B, and they all kind of shit the bed. Group A was much stronger. It was only LGD that came out of that group. That was the solid team that went forward. Uh, but everybody else, it was Group A all the way. Was the was the scary group. So you know, maybe they got eliminated on some bolt BS rules, but kind of doubt that they were going to do super well. Uh, I'm interested. I I haven't looked into any of this, but I'm interested in how the tournament performed viewership wise and like sentiment wise. Like, were people happy that that this event took place? Were people like uh, apathetic towards an event pre TI? Like, do, do do you kind of have like your finger on the pulse of of the Ooh. response to to doing the tournament in the first place? I do not actually know what viewership was like for um. ESL one fall. I know community reception seems to be pretty good. People seem to be happy with it. Um, obviously, people were really happy having Sunsman and Sindarin, new casting duo. Um, that's really good. So people are are enjoying um, more and more exposure of them. So I think that's probably a big part. Um, and then on top of that, 
there was a lot of good production stuff that happened. Shout out to to JJ and Scriff and the whole ESL production team because they uh, they created some pretty funny moments in there. And then on top of that, there was um, Effie was there as well. Again, newer talent and stuff like that. So I think I think um, reception has been pretty good for it. Plus hype. High best of five finals, right? It's it adds so much if you actually get really good competition. Mm-hmm. People are, I mean, like there's so many things going on in that tournament, right? People are drafting heroes in roles that you never expect to see. The the new patch is going on. Uh, Tundra is, is like shown to be like super competitive and actually goes on to win the entire thing. Like that's a really good storyline that people are interested in. Honestly, that that tournament had so many dream things happening for it. Um, that I wouldn't be surprised that viewership was was quite high. Hmm. Yeah, I should. Uh, if, if I were to go back and watch anything, if I if I just want to like you know uh, have a joint and watch some Dota tonight as I drift up into sleep, should I should I just go watch the finals? Um, yeah, probably. The finals was probably the best. Um, you get a, a also Tundra and LGD were probably the most interesting teams to watch. A um, little bit surprised Virtus Pro didn't like step out a bit more, but drafting wise, it felt like uh, those two were the most fun teams to watch in that regard. Because with you know Tundra, you've got Mid Coddle, though I don't think he played it in the finals. Uh, Fada's playing a Gyrocopter, Night Stalker as five positions and stuff. I think Five Monkey King was a thing as well during that final. So there was just kind of like a whole bunch of of weird stuff going on. And uh, yeah, is Night Stalker gonna be the TI hero? Oh, don't think so. I think as it is, I feel like Pango is actually gonna be the TI hero just because it can be played in any support role, off lane and mid. Um, but it's a little bit hard to tell. Again, I'm expecting a C patch because they gave us a B patch in the middle of ESL one. <laughs> so for me, that says if they weren't willing to wait until the end of ESL 1, I feel like that means we want to make some adjustments and get more data. So I, I think they're, they're, there's going to be a C patch. There's Dota Pit coming up, so maybe we're going to wait uh, until after Dota Pit to get a C patch. But uh, for me, it, it, I definitely feel like Valve is trying to tweak that that patch just a bit more. You got you, you know, you to get it down. Uh, you really got to pay attention to the patch really well. Because you don't, again, have that large buffer of time that you usually do with a uh, a do patch and going into TI. It's it's a weird situation. Hmm. Well, maybe maybe they will take Pango out of the running for a C patch. Yeah. They'll be like they'll be like, yeah, I don't think so. Um, I'm excited. I, I part of the reason why I say that is that I do uh, find some kind of sick pleasure in playing Night Stalker in weird roles. So maybe, maybe uh, when I come back to an ounce of normalcy and I'm sitting in some pubs, I, I can go, you know, have some fun with Crippling Fear. Yeah, you got to be good at warding if you're going to play Night Stalker Five. I'll just say that you could try Night Stalker Carry though. I think that's uh, somewhat legit. Yeah, uh, I I I I really like a three four. I I would have to probably fuck around with a game to like feel it really feel confident with uh with a Night Stalker one. That's like not something that I'm well versed in. But like, um, g- give me a lane partner that I'm on comms with in a decent matchup, and like a Night Stalker three, I can definitely have a silly time with. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. I think. Um... 
Yeah, I'm going to play with some more duo cube, maybe with Blitz or something like that, just because uh, I think there are some fun laning combinations between uh, these heroes. Like, if you can make Venge work in lane, that hero is super fun to play. Uh, Coddle's being run everywhere, right? So Coddle always has fun duos because Chakra Magic is such a unique ability. Lowering cooldowns is uh, mm -hmm. very, very unique. Not many heroes can do that, right? Not many. Like, you, there are items that reduce cooldown. That's it. So, uh, I haven't I haven't seen the stats too, and I need to figure out what the uh, what what the patch did to to my boy Chaos Knight. Uh, so th 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 there's a couple pending uh, games in my future to figure out, uh, you know, what my next six months is going to look like. Oh, also, side note: you may not have known this, but Jawe was playing stand-in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, I, uh, I did catch say, that, right? so, which is which is cool. Yeah. That's the yeah. So he he performed really as well. So it was cool to be able to see. It was like um shit. There was that coach for Vici Gaming who like played a star ladder or something like that. And he I remember was there was ROTK this moment was where he was like, I think it was like Mikasa or something. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, and he was he I think he was a coach for like VG Gaming and it was I think some Star Ladder event and he was standing again. And he was like, boys, like let's do this right. And they ended up winning the tournament. Uh, so it was kind of like his last hurrah. That was a, a really cool story. Very similar with Zhao 8 playing here, uh, though Zhao 8 is probably a, a better player overall than <laughs> many players who are going to, were in TI qualifiers, maybe even going to TI itself. Like Zhao 8's a beast. It's true. It's so, so true. Um, I've been distracted, uh, for for the last uh two minutes uh yeah you got some some fires burning no um do you know what do you call what do you call the underside of of your knee the back of my knee <laughs> back of my knee okay I the, the 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 place where you can hyperextend your leg and feel really bad that's that's what that place is. So so I, I I was thinking about how to how to tee up explaining the fact that I that I am actively feeling like a pimple or ingrown hair just like starts to really become problematic mm, during this conversation no. right there. But then I couldn't describe properly the area, like any other part of your body that I would have asked you about. I think you would have instantly been able to say what that is, like. If you're like, oh, it's through from my mm. mouth, like, oh, it's the pallor, it's my armpit, it's my elbow, or like, like, but we don't, we don't have like a a word for the back of your knees. Well, we don't have one for the elbow either, right? What's the inside of the elbow called? Your elbow crack. <laughs> <laughs> you call it the inside of your elbow, right? Just like the back of the knee. So. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> gotcha. Okay, I, I I just want I just wanted to fact check myself there. I'll I'll, I'll go I'll go ask I'll go call a doctor and, and ask what you call that. Um, there's I there's no fires because I've I have ignored everything else to be able to calm down and have a conversation with you. Um, do you know what I've been doing to try and 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 uh, and uh, unwind a little bit? Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, what is it? I watched like four or five or six anime movies in the last week really yeah wow and you know what anime you know, movies okay yeah, yeah yeah like i wasn't watching series like I, I was watching movies um sure 
And and you know what in in retrospect I didn't actually need uh in my life was uh <laughs> watching all of the end of Evangelion movies and thinking very existentially about them. <laughs> it was a mistake. I should have watched something happy. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I thought you were gonna bring up some like slice of life anime, you know, I did where that it's too. like very fun and happy, but <laughs> I did that too. I finally I finally watched and, and, and I wanted to mildly talk about because I don't know if you've seen it. I should have asked before I even start saying this. Uh I it, it's been on my list for like literally four years, but I finally got to watch your name. Um Oh yeah. That's great. It I I I I watched your name. And at the end, I got a little misty-eyed. And then I thought to myself, mm-hmm. why have I not heard more people talk about this? Like, am I not, like, maybe I'm not in enough, like, anime sub-circles or I'm yeah. not weeby enough or something. But, like, this is better than most Oscar-winning animated movies I've ever seen. This is better than a large handful of movies I've ever seen. Uh, like this is really good. How did this not get more press? Um, and and I've been thinking oh, about that for for a couple. It's anime, I guess. Because it's anime. I, like, I feel like it's your circle because, like, for example, uh, Hompid, he pushes your name on like everybody that he sees. He loves that movie, right? Uh, like I, I, my group of friends, like we've all seen it, perhaps multiple times. Because Ken's so. like, you got to watch this movie. <laughs> Uh, in some way, but also like you know, uh, Ellie, for example, is just a, a big fan of those kind of movies. Um, she would recommend. Do you, have you seen? Are you gonna tell uh, me about the one about the deaf girl? Are you gonna talk about the deaf girl movie? Uh, five centimeters per second. No, but I know that's the same director, and I recently made yeah. like a list of movies that I'm like anime movies that I'm gonna watch, and that was one of them. So I've been on like an anime movie tear. Like I've been finally watching like Studio Ghibli movies that I never saw. Like I mm. like I've never really saw Spirited Away. So like I watched that, and like you know, oh, oh, so good. I know. I I don't I know. I feel like you missed out on a childhood experience. I feel like I would have been scared of that movie when I was like too young. Mm. Yeah. yeah, there are definitely some scary elements to it, is for sure. For there, sure, there's some gnarly frames. Yeah, no. Uh, what was I? I got. I got. I got to pull up the. Oh, great! It did, it's not blocking my monitor. Um, this is so bad. I'm just deaf girl anime movie. Everyone's probably like screaming the name right now. A silent voice. I also watched a silent voice, which is another like romance adjacent slice of life anime that is like incredibly highly rated um and i feel like i did myself a disservice because i watched like that and your name and eva and now everything else that i want to watch and spirited (laughs) away and like everything else that i want to watch is probably like objectively worse than than that so like i'm i'm working backwards i like saved the best for first but but i'm currently um in, in in the midst of a real uh, big anime kick so if anybody wants to uh drop a comment of, of of their favorite anime feature that is not tied to a series because i'm not gonna go watch like all of a series to go watch a movie but if anyone wants to wants to drop an anime movie recommendation uh pl- my, my 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 comments are open silent voice is really hey, good too <laughs> you never answered my question by the way Which i one? asked you if you wanted to make a discord for the podcast I, because if you don't, then I am going to co-opt this and make my Discord the Sidepole Podcast Discord. We should we should talk about which like 
if 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 it's easier or better to do that, maybe that's beneficial. I'm I'm open to either thing. The answer is yes, and the only uh the only bit of trepidation I would have about that too is is not is like being an absent father. <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's fine. Like I, I, I would be worried about being an absent father, but I know that there's like a handful of people who talk to us. There's a handful of people who play in the in in the Dota guild with each other. Still, there's a handful of people who like you know, uh, engage in ways where where uh, uh, where I think it would be cool, and we probably should have a while ago. I think I think that it's, it's fine. I will I will engage with them in your absence, and uh, you may find that you end up doing more. All right. Well, we'll link my Discord below, and I'll make a channel for uh, the side pull podcast. I've been trying to to interact more with the community. I found the Discord is actually a good way to be able to do that because I don't necessarily, I can't stream consistently because of my job. And uh, and I also like, absentee father is a really good way of describing my streaming style sometimes where <laughs> I just don't talk to them for long periods of time and that I show up when I want to. So uh, I found Discord to be a, a, a better way to be able to do that. So the, the thing yes, that if you want to talk about the episode or anything, if you want to link like anime suggestions and stuff, we'll make sure Joey gets into to uh, my Discord. Just <laughs> join that. I'm not. I'm not in your Discord. I'll have to join that. Um, anyway, yeah, shame uh, on you. But. <laughs> the, so so. I think that th so there's a reason for that and generally I think that the people who are most engaged are the people who you see on Discord because like in terms of just raw time commitment to interacting with something you can follow someone on Twitter or Instagram and like like a post or sometimes comment you can follow a YouTube channel you can you know engage in social media in some ways but but Discord has has a very high barrier of of like you know entry like if you're going to go there and be a regular and participate that means that you are invested a lot more than any other type of of online social media community interaction i mean it's very even more so with me because i i literally have only advertised my discord like probably less than five times including this one so yeah it's like a secret discord <laughs> We should, we should, uh, we should, uh, well, we'll, we'll make that happen. I, I know that it's, it's that, and we should also, uh, have, have a conversation about, uh, how to best potentially, if at all, roll out a Patreon for people who want to, to help us. Um, leaving money on the table, Joey. I know we really see we are. And we're also uh, not in putting incentives on ourselves to make better and newer content as well. That's my incentive to do the show is because I genuinely like hanging out with you for an hour every week and I have a good yeah, time same. and I know that other people like to listen to us talk. We could make a better show if we felt more external pressure to make a better show, which is what happened at the mm -hmm. beginning when we were incentivized. The show was better produced because there was true. Like we were being paid. <laughs> right. But like here it, it, it's like a, I don't want to say minimum viable product because that that probably makes me sound lazy, but like it's close to that. Like we do close to the minimum amount. Um, so I I think that there's probably like I if there's people who would want to support us, even if it's really small, and even like if it's just for me, like it costs fifteen dollars a month to host the podcast. If that was covered and I wasn't paying fifteen dollars a month. 
yippity fucking doodah, right? Like, there we go. Joey gets his house that much sooner and can move out of his parents' place. Is that still the same bedroom, by the way? Yeah, well, the other times you've been... Because now with... it, lo- it looks like a garage. The... That's because there's a ladder behind me. So, yeah. so this is the same room that I recorded in the last two times with, with with this nice microphone. But we recorded at night, so I strategically closed the window and took the lights off so that the background would be black. Because this is a disaster. Okay, this is okay. Let me let, let me point something. Okay, I'm I'm gonna move the camera around. This is this is this is this is extra content for the video, people. I'm I'm gonna try and move the camera around. I'm gonna know I'm in my underwear, so like that's that's a thing. Um, so, so if you want to see Joey in his underwear, so, all right, we're panning the so, camera so, so over. This, this is my sister's. Oh. This is my sister's bedroom. Uh, you can see that because of the, all the pineapples and the kawaii sign and stuff. Um, I I got an exercise bike, uh, which I. He he's saying kawaii as in for audio listeners kawaii Hawaii not kawaii Japanese kawaii oh so cute. Um, I'm trying to I can't quite get the dog. The dog's covered by the monitor. But like this this is this is a closet that's gone to hell. That that's a lamp that I found in the middle of the street. There's there's just garbage here. My sister just had her bridal shower. So like this is her room and there's just stuff that she hasn't taken. So it's not only my office slash studio. It looks disgusting. Because of the room color, because like there's pictures of Justin Timberlake up on the walls, like <laughs> I see that. <laughs> like every he's got a leather jacket, no shirt on. Yeah, like very every, sexy. Everything is like n- not. I wish that I could just kind of blow up the situation here and like really clean. Like I don't need the bed in here. I just want the the computer and like some of the garbage to go away, some of the clutter, and then to be able to work out. That's it. But the thing is, is that the dog really likes the bed uh, because the dog can look outside that window to the street. So that w- I was going to say that was a nice bay window that you got there. It, Thanks, it is. Nice. It is. Cooper. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Joey's trying to get the dog on camera now. Oh, look at him. So, so he. Look at him. So the thing about the thing about Cooper is that uh, he really doesn't like to be picked up that much. So right I can now, I can I'm getting that vibe from him <laughs> that he's sort of doing the like hey I don't I'm not happy with this I like my t- four paws on the ground thank you yeah uh, he takes anti anxiety medicine now and you know uh, what um, he's he's 13 years old mm-hmm. I wish that someone would have recommended giving it to him. 13 years ago because he's always been a dog that is like he he's a mutt he shakes like a chihuahua um and like just generally has like he has a very high you 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 know that the dog is anxious <laughs> you uh-huh. just you know the dog has anxiety uh, again i was getting vibes off of him I, I thought i noticed a slight shake there um yeah, so so uh, he he's on he's on meds now. Uh, he I think he's happier because of it, and uh, I am v- part of the reason why I'm excited to be home is just to spend time with him because I know that mm. there probably isn't a ton left. Um, so that's great. Yeah, I don't know where I was yeah. going with that. Yes, this is the same room. Yes, it's daytime. <laughs> There's a dog always at my feet because he is he's very much he's very much my dog, especially when no one else is here. Um, and yeah, now, now he's just, he's chilling on the bed. Oh, there we go. Very cute. So he's got like a, what, a little blanket, a little rug or something. He specifically like, yeah. lays on. 
Yeah, he's got, he's got a little he's got a little piece of plastic that he likes. Oh, to play with. Oh, it's a piece of plastic. He was laying on it, so I thought it was much bigger than it no, actually is. No, no, no. He, he likes to play with a little piece of. He has like a little piece of vinyl that that, that he just likes to have. It's very cute. Um, hmm. That's all I got. Uh, let's plug the Discord. Let's get people in there. I'll get myself in there. Let's uh, let's talk more about uh, how much of a good idea something Patreon related is. Let's talk about how we'll be next here next week, uh, and and how hopefully everything is a little bit better for me by then. Yeah, and I will have nothing going on because all I had going on was the SL one fall until TI, and uh, I don't know. I don't know what else is the but there's Dota Pit, but they they didn't ask me, which I'm not surprised. I haven't worked with Dota Pit since joined Dota since Dota Pit season two, I think. That feels like a lifetime ago. Event. Yeah, yeah, it was a long ass time ago. I was going through some some old stuff recently. I was like, whew. There's some uh, things have changed. Let's put it that way. Things have changed. Yeah, like everyone. sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, everybody, uh, again, pardon, pardon the extended break. Uh, sorry about uh, myself. Uh, and we will uh, see you soon. So thanks for. Hanging Are we gonna out close out on? Uh, you're not gonna wave goodbye to to the listeners. You're just gonna stay. I, I'm yeah. I'm I'm just auto focused over here. <laughs> Joey's I, I, just. Letting his disembodied hand wave goodbye to everybody. 